So, hi, Jody. How are you? Uh, I, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, so this is our first time uh, trying to record proper tracks for a proper podcast. How do you feel? Um, I feel uh, a little nervous, a little apprehensive, um, but not ambivalent. I feel like this is the way forward. How do you feel? It's certainly the way forward. Um, you certainly weren't ambivalent last week, so hmm. you need to you need to get that, that chutzpah back. I don't know what hmm. to tell you. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Um, I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about some things. Is there anything you want to talk about tonight? <sighs> Not right now. I feel like we're still in meta mode. Oh, um, are we in meta we, mode? We, yeah. We we still need to sort out, you know, what this show is and what yeah. it's not, and yeah, uh, and these our our poor friends and relatives who are forced to listen to this. Um, I know. Sometimes by you, sometimes by me. I know. I know. For various reasons and through various methods. Right. But, it's uh, like a um, oh, it's like a Stanford prison experiment. The second time we've referenced that. Um, I was gonna say pyramid scheme. Hmm. But less That's lucrative. Much. Okay, so um, this is pilot three. We're not S one E one yet. Calling it, calling it pilot three. Right. You know, I have a feeling. I have a weird feeling about this, Jody. I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I have a feeling that that one day this will be referred to as episode. As uh, E1 of S1 by other people, but not by us, because we'll have lost control of, of our brand. That's how big it'll become. And that uh, the first two pilots will be referred to as the lost episodes. What do you think? Hmm. I, th- I think that uh, you're getting well ahead of yourself, ahead of our, ourselves. You see, I was thinking that it's c- not grandiose enough, but go ahead. The cart, the cart is so far before the horse that. Uh, am I the horse? Are you the horse? I don't, I don't no, even know. I don't, I don't know which one I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that I am expecting to ride this cart to greatness, and you can be the horse. That would be that would make my job easier. I I'm happy to be the dwarf to uh, you know do the do the mining to try and get this crap sent to uh, to people. Hmm. I don't I don't, been, I don't understand that reference. That's, Don't explain. It's, it's not even a good reference. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun so far. It continues yes. to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, want to have the conversations that uh, that I feel like I'm missing out on otherwise. Yeah, you mentioned, and you know, uh, okay. So not that many minutes ago, I was sitting with some friends at a, a local uh, eatery let's say and um and and people were asking people who weren't quite hip to what we were doing which is amazing were asking um uh what is what is this thing what some of them asked what is a podcast and, and you know how do i make that play from my information phone are you uh, serious how I, do you how do you, how I do you am, talk uh, to those people completely unironic about this i i will give you their names and um and uh, you know, Twitter handles later. What am I kidding? They don't have Twitter handles anyway. Uh, although you do, we'll come back to that. Um, yeah. So I feel dirty. I feel dirty for I having a Twitter handle. I know you do. We'll come back to that. Um, and I, I was, I was saying, I was trying to explain what podcasts were for, uh, and then. Um, I and then I was trying to justify our our use for having one and let me just jump to the end what I was saying was that the whole point was to have conversations that we're not having other places 
you know, because I can't, I can't talk to the people in my headphones when I'm listening to my favorite podcast, but I can, you know, I can talk to you, Jody. You can, and we're, for some reason, deciding to record this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, my favorite part about podcasts is that I can listen to people who share the same interests that I do and happen mm-hmm. to know a lot more about them than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, all well, over the planet. The, yeah. These are these are the experts that I cannot have access to huh. any other way. It's huh. a it is it's been a fantastic learning experience. It, even well, I'm, it's gotten a little bit crazy. I I went a little bit crazy with the podcast. I, I know you I did, think Jody. I, I can admit that. I can admit that now. I know. I, am I a, that's I am positive. A, um, I'm a podcast junkie. Is that the first step? I think that's the first step. Um, that's step zero, but. Uh, you know what? I I think uh, this is not something that needs fixing, Jody. I or or maybe this is the way we fix it by starting our own podcast and realizing that really, really, it's just a couple of guys talking out there. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, just talking. I don't think that's fixing it. I think hmm. that's perpetuating it, possibly. But, but in I'm the okay best possible way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, like there are worse things to be addicted to. Not that I no. Um, let's move on. So um, we get to talk to each other once a week these days, and uh, that's a positive step. And uh, what are we going to talk about this week? I have I have cards. I have cards. I have two that have your name on them, which is weird. Um, and then I have one about. I have a card about coffee. We we've been putting that off since the first episode, or I mean, pilot one. Do you want to talk about coffee? Oh, it might be too early to get into coffee. Well, uh, too late, too late even. Or too late. I don't know. I send you my hat size though, for one thing. No, I got that. It's on. Okay. It's on your card. I, I had good. a blank. Remember, I mentioned putting a blank. I filled it I in. Have, Fifty-six and a half. I have no idea why you want that. Uh, I'm not sure. I want to know why uh, you want that. It could. It, it may or may not become clear later. It doesn't matter. Okay. Coffee. Um, as long as you promise me that we can talk about coffee repeatedly, I think I'm I'm okay talking about it now. Well, I make coffee repeatedly. Does that help? That helps. How, how, if you had to guess, how much coffee do you drink in a day? Um, you know, okay, so that's funny. How, how do you measure it? Because I don't you find it annoying that that cups, as measured on the side of the carafe of your coffee maker, have nothing to do with cups in real life. It, they have Those nothing are... to do with either the either the eight ounce cups that the measuring cup in my house has, or the cup that I pour my coffee into. Neither of those things correspond, as far as I can tell. Those are not my cups, as far as I can tell. You're right. You're completely right. Okay, but if we, so so, so what do you mean? What do you mean? How am I going to measure this? What unit do you want? I don't think uh, cups is right. Gallons. Okay, um, I could just go with gallons. Yes. No, that's 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 doable. I drink approximately. Um, let me just work backwards in my head. Let's call it a quarter gallon. A quart. I drink a quart of coffee. I think I think I'm similar. Okay. Uh, I I'm judging by my my office mates at my day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I drink well more coffee than everybody else. Really. Um. I also drink stronger and blacker coffee than everybody mm, else. Good for you. 
But I also drink better coffee than everybody else, which uh, good I, for you. I, I keep yelling at them that if they drank good coffee, they wouldn't need to put all that crap in it. Mm. Um, but the, uh, I'm not I'm not getting anywhere with that. Have you had similar experiences? Oh, very much. But but then I work with um, children, <laughs> so they their coffee experiences are. But you know what? They have the same comments. So it sounds like maybe you work with children as well. Uh, I don't think we mean the same thing by that, um, because you work with children, but also have adult colleagues, which I'm assuming are also drinking coffee. Yeah, but they don't take it seriously enough. Uh, not nearly. Not nearly. I, I know, like, let's just, okay, so as as I said in uh, in Pilot 2, I, I'm an educator. I work in a building full of educators, and... and uh, there are I know other teachers in the building who make coffee during the day, and so I get to see their apparatus, their filthy, decrepit Walmart drip machines, um, with these white bleach paper filters that they're scooping Maxwell House into and using tap water in, and they call this coffee, and that's you know, and these are the serious coffee consumers, the non-serious ones. Uh, they drink, they have a cup when they come in in the morning and, and that's it. And you know, some of them get coffee on the way at, at a, uh, at a, a, a franchise of one sort or the other. There are really only two, right? Well, no, there are three, I guess. I guess the Mackers is a player in that market. That's an Australian reference. You got that, right? I got it. Yes. Mackers. Yeah. You were there. Um, and, uh, yeah. So they don't count either. So no, no one, no one I work with is serious about coffee, not even remotely. Okay, disregarding all of that, are we are we gonna get into coffee hardware at this point, like right Let's now? Do it. Let's go. Let's go. You Jody, first. Go. Okay. Uh, I have an AeroPress, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic little coffee press apparatus made by the same folks who made the flying frisbee thing when we were little. The aerobic. It was a, it, it was a pink. A Roby ring right. that works way better than any frisbee ever. Not way better. Uh, and now they make way better coffee for me than any other frisbee possibly could. Yeah, Jody, uh, when, when you when you told me about this, uh, it was the first thing that was this the thing you had to look up? Yes, I had to look that oh. up, and the, and I was I was. Um, I was shocked and delighted when I saw it was from the Aerobi people because for years I received the, their flying apparatus catalog in the mail when I was a kid, and I looked forward to receiving that. I only ordered a couple of things out of it, you know, but it, it had like the Aerobi Learn to Juggle kit or the Aerobi uh, Amazing Kite that'll pull you off the ground or the Aerobi, uh, you know, Turn Your Dog Inside Out kit or whatever. But I, I, I wanted everything in the flying apparatus catalog. Uh, I love the word apparatus, uh, and the fact that they make a coffee apparatus and that you're using it now just just filled me with uh, nostalgia and 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 wonder. So go ahead. Well, it's a fantastic apparatus, and for the said it the, again for the listeners. Yeah, I said it again. Uh, it is uh, a little plastic uh, like syringe kind of thing, um, and if you've ever used a French press, you're familiar with mixing water and coffee grounds and hmm. then pressing the grounds out of the water, um, which often leads to some pretty grainy coffee. However, the AeroPress 
puts the filter in a different spot, and so you end up pressing the water through the grounds, um, and that makes all the difference as far as I'm concerned. And as far as I can tell, the Arobi people really know their plastics. Uh, they've made this thing quite well. Um, you know, the rubber bits that need to be rubbery are perfectly rubbery, and the plastic they, are, bits that need to be stiff are perfectly stiff. And Are they, uh, are they silicone? Are they using sil- that, that fancy silicone that's in everything now? I don't know. I don't think so. It's, hmm. it, it's, it's all very plain. Um, and at first glance, when you, when you look at this on, on Amazon or, or whatever, your, uh, your, you know, your, your shopping experience might be, um, it might look fiddly and it might look hard to clean. However, all the tolerances are so tight, it basically cleans itself. And all you have to do is, is rinse the, uh, rinse the, the one surface of the plunger and then you're done and you have a delicious bit of espresso. Um, you can't, you, 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 it, it actually makes espresso. It makes espresso mm-hmm. strength coffee and you have to water it down to normal Americano coffee strength. And if you're not comfortable with that, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, you know what? Then, then grow up is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you, if you're not you, comfortable with that, yeah, you you've got to, some growing up to you do. You need to be an adult and, uh, and learn, learn what your taste in coffee is and stop putting all of that awful creamer in it. Now, before we get into actual product, um, can I say that uh, I, I, I read the – I downloaded the, the PDF and I, I, I read that and um, uh, I, I, I noticed they made one dubious claim that I had to I had to, I have to point out. They, they recommended the microwave for, uh, for steaming milk, for mixing with your coffee. And I, I, in my personal experience, my, the microwaves do something funny to coffee. Have you had that experience? Like even even okay. Let me let me come back to that. Okay, so, stop. Uh, what you've okay. just said is contradictory. Hmm. M- you said microwave to steam milk. Yes. But why, you, why are you why are you putting milk in the coffee in the first place? I'm I'm talking about uh, the Aerobi instructions for your AeroPress, Jody. I didn't well, write them. Well, that don't bother with milk. Uh, part of the Aerobi instructions do tell you how to make cappuccino. It's true. Mm-hmm. I've read them numerous oh. times. Oh, so you're you're I'm thinking that they weren't? I'm not making cappuccinos, Matt. I am making you're, coffee. You're thinking that they weren't serious when they wrote that part. That makes a lot of sense because they know that you know, gentlemen coffee drinkers don't bother with any of that bullshit. Oh, stuff. They don't bother with that stuff. They don't. Mm. No, drink your coffee black like a okay. gentleman. Okay, well, that responds to my one criticism. Let me tell you how similar this is to a system that uh, I'm using, not for my daily coffee use, but for my. Um, um, I don't want to. I, I, let's say recreational rather than professional coffee use. Okay, so uh, I that, I bought this thing. Does that thing. mean while camping? Is that what that means? No, I have a different system for camping. Oh my god, Jody, there are so many layers. This okay, all right, we got to circle back to camping. I am so sorry I brought it up. No, no, it's all on the same topic. Coffee is this going to be the coffee podcast? Oh my god, um, it better okay, not be. But but uh, we have a cold brew setup that we use here. Get out. Are you familiar with cold brew? Do you cold brew? Uh, I have not. I am familiar okay. with it. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you know? I know that it's a very slow way to brew mm-hmm. non-acidic coffee and that Indeed. some people are completely fanatical about it. Um, yes. And you're going to have to explain it way better than I just did. 
Okay, so uh, it's actually it's really easy, but it takes a lot of time. But it doesn't take a lot of attention. It just takes time. So you set it up, and that takes. Uh, you know, uh, three or four minutes of attention, and then uh, it brews for 12 hours or whatever, but the timing isn't critical. Um, I've let it go as long as probably 24. Uh, and so somewhere after 12 hours, you pull the stopper out of the bottom of the apparatus, let it drain into the carafe, and then you stopper it and put it in the fridge. And for the next two weeks, you've got this carafe of... Um, concentrated coffee. So like you were saying that the AeroPress does, it extracts the essence, although over a much longer... Wait, uh, you stop. Know. Did you just say two weeks? No, I'm saying it's good for two weeks in the fridge. Wow. Yeah, because this isn't... You're not using this as your morning coffee. This is for your... Well, for example, my wife, she she works nearby our home. She comes home for lunch, she, that which is a luxury I hugely envy. And uh, she gets a uh, she gets a midday coffee, which she she takes the so what she does she takes a uh, a tumbler she puts some ice in it pours in some of this coffee concentrate that we've cold brewed because it's concentrate it's ri- ridiculously strong you can't drink this stuff you you pour it over ice you pour in uh, however much milk you like or none and then you pour in water basically you dilute it three or four parts to one. So that can be any combination of milk or water you prefer. She uses she prefers half and half, and then tops it up with water. Um, I prefer. I actually, if I'm honest, in my iced coffee, I like a splash of half and half, and then top it up with water, so it's still really dark. But, uh, but that I don't know for some reason I like that better in in my iced coffee. And so that's her her midday coffee. And it's so crazy strong, and it's so easy to over mix so like when you're new to cold brew you'll always be making them too strong because you you're think you're thinking you're pouring coffee but it's not coffee it's coffee concentrate so that sounds well beyond the espresso strength uh what i'm used to brewing so do you drink yours straight because the instruction said that you should dilute it with hot water i i dilute it uh i've had it both ways um i've i've Hmm. just Drank it straight. Can we come I've, back to that? I've drank That's the yeah, uh, I've drank the espresso strength and uh, I've watered it down. I usually prefer to water it down for you know the normal uh, morning what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're really feeling hard up, then uh, just press it out yeah. and and drink it down. And you would say it's espresso strength or it's stronger than that? Because the cold brew is beyond espresso strength. It sounds like the cold brew is well beyond espresso strength. What you can mix in the AeroPress, it, it's not that big. It's an apparatus that fits on top of a mug. Um, yeah. And it's only, you know, oh, a okay. few inches high. Like, you can only get so much coffee in this thing in the first place. So you can't really shoot yourself in the foot, um, even even if you get crazy. Um, you, mm. there's, <laughs> there's just only so much caffeine you can get into this thing. But it... It makes a really good cup of coffee, you know. If if you're worried about a dinner party of twelve people, then it's it's not the apparatus for you. But uh, when uh, when you need a good cup of coffee in the morning, um, mm-hmm. it's a it's a wonderful bit mm-hmm. of kit to have around. Yeah, it sounds cool. I'm, I'm tempted, but I okay. So let me just without getting into all the different uh, all the reasons I have the different apparatus. 
Is that a thing? Um, no, that's the proper, just, the proper Latin. I'm pretty sure. I thought so. Let me um, let me list them for you. So I have we have the cold brew apparatus for making the concentrate that we keep in the fridge for cold brew coffees. Although the cold brew concentrate also makes a lovely cup of hot coffee. You pour it into a you know you pour two fingers or three fingers into a mug and then uh, put the kettle on. Pour some boiling water into that, and that makes uh, you know top it off with boiling water. That makes an awesome americano without the bitterness, and uh, it's still crazy strong. So you can use that in the morning as well if you want. So I have the, we have the cold brew set up. I have a drip machine that I use in the morning because it's expedient uh, because I have to make a, a full uh, twelve pot or twelve cup pot of coffee that my wife and I split. I put mine in my thermos and take to work, and you know. Uh, so I have that. My camping apparatus is a, a, a Lexan French press, so it's you know camping ready. I can drop it on rocks, presumably. Not that I've ever done that. Um, I can attest I that have, you have dropped Lexan things on rocks uh, expressly mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. trying to break them. Mm-hmm, just, yeah. just saying. That's accurate. And um, but never the coffee maker because what would I do if I broke it? What would I do the next morning? Just, just crawl into a hole. Um, and then. I also have – my sister gave me recently – she worked in a coffee shop briefly. Uh, she gave me this single single cup dripper that you place on top of your – it's a Japanese thing. But I think it's like basically a knockoff of the Chemex setup. Are you familiar with that? Uh, a bit. Um, so I can I can imagine what you're talking about now. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a conical dripper thing with some fins and stuff, and it you know it's swirly and has Japanese writing on the box, and I still keep it in its original box because it's super goofy, and uh, uh, it's not collectible though because I take it out and make coffee with it, and I put the little filter in there and a scoop of coffee, and you pour boiling water into it, and this actually addresses one of the other things that Roby claimed that uh, the regular drip machines that they over extract the middle and under extract the edges. And I understand how the AeroPress would be better at that than, say, a Walmart machine. But I have to say that, say, my KitchenAid um, – oh, there I went did the crass thing and mentioned a brand name. Uh, my KitchenAid drip machine has a showerhead dripper that basically coats the whole basket with hot water. See, now KitchenAid nor the showerhead brand will be sponsoring this show. You've, you've I know. ruined it. You've completely ruined it. <laughs> Is Showerhead a brand? Uh, no, I'm making that up uh, right now hmm. on the spot. It was funny though, wasn't make it? That a brand. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, so, yeah, so I have I have a, a plethora of ways to make coffee, and there are different ways in which I use them all that we shouldn't talk about. This super boring. But now let's talk about the product. So, what goes in your uh, what goes in your burr grinder? You have a burr grinder, I assume. You're not a caveman. I'm not an animal. I have a burr grinder. I, I have recently acquired the burr grinder. Okay. Uh, it, it is a reasonably priced burr grinder that I got from an online retailer, uh, which was recommended from our friend, our internet friend, Dan Benjamin, um, hmm. on the 5x5. Five five. Uh, and I, I am grateful for this recommendation. Um, and it, it's been it's been really good. Before that, I had a you know a, a spinning blade. Grinder. Oh, it was just it was just not good. And no. the 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 badness of the spinning blade grinder was only highlighted once I got the AeroPress. And I could I could see I could really I could see the crazy differences in 
the grind swirling around right in front of me in the in the aeropress. It, nothing nothing could be clearer that uh, my my coffee was not ground correctly. Um, yeah. Man, I sound like a snob right now, but the coffee tastes better. I, good, I, good for what you. Else, good what, for uh, you. what else can you say? Um, yeah. No, you, you wear you wear that well. So the, the snob thing. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I've been working on that for a while. Good. Uh. So yeah, I have the have the burr grinder, and uh, there is happens to be about uh if not a stone's throw then uh at most a sand wedge from my door um a, a local coffee shop that does its own roasting um and so what I've been, get out of here i'm not i'm i'm not playing around where it's uh it's do, do are, are we giving away our location now is that is that what's happening not 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 precisely don't be creepy but i i know roughly where you live in which direction and what's it it's called an, it's well a, it's an african coffee shop it's very nearby hmm Hmm. Yeah, which direction? Which direction from you? It's, it's just north of me. By the just north by the Applebee's. Oh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. They do their own roasting they, in there. I, I didn't not not know this until recently, but they do their own roasting. Huh? Yeah. And you like you like their product? I do. I can recommend it. Um, and uh, they they are they are good people. Yeah, I do, I do know they are good people. What are they What are they charging a pound in there? If I can ask. I don't know. I have. Is that too crass? Uh, yeah. As far as a, a you know a chappist standpoint, you're not supposed to ask about the price of things. Uh, if you have to ask. Here, but right. uh, I really can't say because I've only used gift cards up until this point. Um, I've had I've had family members give me gift cards, so I've been I've been living hmm. off the off the fat of the land, and uh, hmm. you know getting wonderful coffee for just. Uh, just a swipe of the wrist. It's been fantastic. I tell you what. Every once in a while, I am in that particular, um, let's say, uh, neighborhood, which in Florida means strip mall, and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> cons- consuming consuming raw fish. So I will pop in next time and get a pound of something. It is the best raw fish to be had in the city. Really? Best, isn't it? Isn't it pretty best good? In the city. You know, I, I tried it. I tried a new place that you might like. It's on. It's on. It's in a, a different crappy strip mall on a different road. We'll uh, talk. A, I'll give you the address and the robot. Let's not we'll talk creepy, about that but, offline. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely stop in there and, and get a get, I will get do a bag um, and uh, let me know what you think. I'd be curious to know. Do you have a favorite uh, a favorite roast or varietal? Do they call them varietals? I do not. Um, yeah, I, I have a Starbucks sort of policy when I go in there it's just sort of whatever they hand me when I say coffee is what mm. I go with well yeah but if you're buying beans I don't know I feel like there's a higher level you know I, I feel like when they're when they're selling you beans especially whole beans especially when you when they they say would you like that ground and you say no they know that you're a man of distinction you're you're a chap and that you are gonna grind those at home in an artisanal burr grinder and make them in some sort of elaborate apparatus, and that uh, you ought to have a pretty strong opinion about which kind of bean you're putting in that burr grinder. They don't know any of this, and I'm gonna derail this with uh, a story about a friend of ours who is the least chappist uh, man that we probably know, who gave me a wonderful gift not too long ago, uh, I think for my 30th birthday, of some ground coffee from a, from a big chain and it was the first time he'd ever been in a big chain coffee shop to buy 
Coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. Um, I don't understand that, but that there it is. And they asked him how he wanted it ground, and he was completely confused because, well, grind it. Make it into tiny bits is all he knew to tell them. Um, <laughs> this is this is really funny. I don't know who you're talking about, but keep going. I'll figure it out. Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, we can we can make fun of him at the uh, at the Shellfish Festival if we need to. Hmm. Oh, are you coming to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, good. I didn't know if you were going to be there. That's that. That's good. Maybe we should. Maybe we can. Uh, like, um, well, not live podcast, but we could live tweet that event. I'm not to our many followers. I'm not sure I know what that means. Um, no, neither do I. No, let's not do that. Okay, hmm. uh, we've rattled the coffee enough. Can we? Can we? Yeah, let's 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 onward, onward, onward. What do you want to talk? About? What else do you want to talk about? We we have time for uh, like a couple of we things. Have, we maybe. have time for like a half a topic. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the dingus and oh, it's too much. Um, so I, you know, I, I've I've just been doing brain dumps of whatever's on my mind for saw that whatever I want to talk to you about. I uh, I appreciate yeah. you making notes on that. Um, I don't know. Does anything Does anything jump up Jump up and grab you? Um. What do you think? Uh, okay, so last week I revealed that I'm a I'm a I'm a teacher. How, what do you think about this this stuff that's been in the news uh, about the Atlanta teachers cheating standardized test cheating scandal? Have you heard about this? You know, about I have this? not. I don't know anything about this. I apologize. Uh, you're you're sticking me with this cold. So can you uh, explain to the listeners okay. Okay, by so which let me, I mean me? Let me what this is. Okay, let me give you a 30-second rundown. So um, in Atlanta, apparently, as everywhere else, they use standardized tests not just to judge kids but to judge teachers. And so teachers and kids are under all kinds of pressure, and they seem to have cracked. And there was a sort of district-wide, it appears anyway, uh, conspiracy to systematically – defraud the system and raise standardized test scores. So that included things like erasing kids' scores, uh, erasing kids' marks and changing them to the correct answers and giving kids answers and and such manipulation, which teachers did. Um, They talked about, they got together and did. Um, The teachers who did it were covered for, and the superintendent at the time was just just had to surrender herself uh, along with 34 other educators uh, into custody on Tuesday. Um, The superintendent was initially held on a $7.5 million bond, although that was quickly reduced to something manageable but but um there there be there are 65 counts against them uh some serious charges racketeering they're treating them like al capone uh because it was a conspiracy literally you know they they got together to, to do this to be fair al capone um, was convicted of tax evasion not racketeering true true fair enough um so i guess these they're worse than al capone then absolutely is that these are, are yeah no I agree. The, this is the ATL syndicate of education. I don't I don't know. I'm pulling this pulling yeah. this from I don't know where. 
But I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is not a good topic for us. What, well, what do you think? I, I, all I can say is that the incentives were aligned for this result. Were they not? Mm, you sound like an uh, an economist. Uh, uh, the central this tenant. Is, this is business right now. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I love about economics. The dismal science is that the central tenant makes so much sense that people respond to incentives. There there is an opposite into that, and that uh, you really can't depend on people being rational actors uh, in, a, in a lot of reasons. But I think in this instance, in the education instance, if you threaten mm, the rest of people's lives, people's potential, people's mm, educational potential, or you know their futures with test scores, then they're... Going and, to and, do, and of course their livelihood. Well, and, you offer them oh, well, bonuses. financial incentives. Yeah, that's that's really what I was driving at initially. If if you tie that yeah. to test scores, then well, eventually people are going to do everything they can to increase test scores, and unfortunately that means that uh, literal education in the students for the students is going to suffer. Yeah, I I don't know. I think like a lot of uh, a lot of educators. Um, man, I don't know. I th- this this was uh, very, very cleverly discussed in the book Freakonomics, uh, which turned a lot of people on to to economics and the uh, the idea that people respond to incentives and and how you could you could use uh, patterns to to uncover things like like cheating in, in public schools. I think that case was about Chicago, and it was a decade ago, but. Um, Chicago has been the but, leader on quite a few things in this country. Um, you know, it's, in terms of corruption, in terms of corruption, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, good government, uh, you know, in terms of bad government, in terms of hmm. civic, what have you. I hmm. yeah, I yeah. I don't actually have anything to back I, that up, but uh, I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, I think you should, and I am going to. Uh, I'm going to agree with you because, as you know, I was I was born in Chicago, not raised exactly, but I was born in Chicago, and I I still like to think of myself as a Chicagoite. But, um, but yeah, is that a uh, word? Is that a thing, Chicagoite? Did you say that right? Yeah, that sounds just, that just sounds weird. <laughs> oh God, really? You're calling attention to that? Um, anyway, yeah, I I I think that like a lot of educators, I. I feel like this brings this brings to the forefront, and what's going to come out of this is hopefully, hopefully, people taking a hard look at this this uh, system of what what is charitably called um, accountability by proponents that teachers need to be accountable and and prove that they're doing a good job because you know if a if a kid in Massachusetts can pass this test uh, then a kid in in Georgia should be able to pass this test and and then that's the only way we know if kids are learning and so but but what it's actually you know and I and I understand that there, there should be accountability and there should be like a set of standards that we could point kids towards and say if they know this stuff then they're educated and if they don't they're not and I I I, I get that, but what we're doing at at my school, like on the ground, what this has turned into, and and I could be the reason maybe I want to rant about this a little bit is that we're in the heart of what is literally called in education here in this district testing season. We're in testing season, so for the last month and for the next two months, every week, 
every day we're testing somebody. So for example, today it was um, 10th graders taking something called the PERT. Uh, last Tuesday we were on a special schedule for uh, 9th and 10th graders taking something called the SAT 10, which I didn't even know was a thing. It's also known as the NRT. These whatever are, that, these are all that things wrong. that I didn't know were things. These are things that you that no one knows are things. But what it comes down I'm, to, I'm is, continually I know, I'm, surprised I'm by education's ability to surprise me with new acronyms. Those aren't an acronyms, Jody. Those are initialisms. But these these nobody knows these are things. I'm a teacher. I don't know these are things. And um and every every day I'm getting passes in my mailbox to give to kids who don't even know that they're about to go and take a two-hour test on something that may or may not have something to do with their future. They don't even know. They just know that from roughly end of January until, well, the end of the school year, they're going to be sitting for tests at random, sometimes unexpectedly, um, that – have something to do with their future which means to them you know it's like that that old adage if everybody's special then no one's special well I've heard if that, yes ev- yeah well that was we grew up in the free to be you and me generation so we were all we were all special which means none of us were um you know the the alan alda of uh american education but um but yeah, so for the kids, every test is important, which means none of them are important. They're just they're just these I don't know, man. It just it bums me out when I see these kids who should be, you know, they should be fresh-faced uh, you know, bright-eyed youngsters and they're walking around like zombies from test to test to test and they don't know they they don't know what they are for or what they mean they ask me and embarrassingly sometimes i don't even well, know well how could, how could you know um oh, god well i should know it's my job well, isn't it i'm you're an educator an right? educator but i should i should be able to explain to them how this relates to their education except i'm not sure that it does it relates to accountability for their schools and for their teachers what the hell does that have to do with them getting you know smarter and more capable as human beings you, you can't be an educator and a guidance counselor and a life coach all at the same time it just that just doesn't work um well you know what as uh, uh, uh all right, I won't soapbox, but uh, but yeah, I can't be that all all the time, all every day, but I have to be that when I'm up for it. You know, I'm not up for it every day, all the time, but if I was, it would be better for my kids. Well, they have a they have a rough time. I know that they do, and I don't know. I feel like I need to point out that we both ended up with a really good free slash public school education that wasn't for everybody in Florida, in Florida which is the most mind, mind-boggling it's, part of it all. It's the most improbable thing of all, right? But I don't work in that setting, Jody. As you know, my kids do not have the blessings that were heaped upon us. I realize that. And even the kids that we were ninth graders with uh, did not mm-hmm. did not and could not stick with it. Um, no. I, I don't know. There, there's, a, there's this weird spectrum of education where 
it applies to some, but not all. And even if you're going to account for the people who should wash out sooner than they do, I still don't feel like people are willing to pay for education for other people's kids. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I went. I mean, maybe yeah. I went a little too far with that. Uh, maybe, maybe no, there, we'll there's, all there's something we'll, to maybe that. we'll Florida. all play the lottery enough, and it'll all work out. I don't. I don't know. Huh. Um, well, the lottery sent me to college, so hmm. it did. I, you know, I rode that Bright Futures uh, college uh, deal. I had a free ride thanks to the lottery. That was completely lottery funded. So there's, there's, you know. That's not fake, but the lottery still keeps poor people poor. I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Um, I I'm a I'm a middle class kid from you know with a unquestioned white privilege, and I went to college for free, uh, thanks to the lottery. But the people who play the lottery didn't live in my neighborhood. The people who funded my education are the people in Section Eight who buy, uh, you know, forty tickets a week who spend, you know, a significant proportion, a, a, a five, six percent portion of their income on lottery. And there are plenty of stats no, to back I, I agree that proportion is uh, out of sync. But I I really didn't know how much of that went to, to Bright Futures. I wouldn't mind seeing some, some numbers on that. I I'll, I'll point you. To, I'll point you to that. But that's how Bright Futures originally was funded. Uh, it it became too expensive, um, and they have changed the funding structure somewhat. But we were uh, our our class class of ninety um, something um, nice, was nice. uh, was the was the last to benefit from the uh the the wild west days of lottery funding but they did they did clamp down on that and um it's not quite as good as it was but uh but yeah i mean i i rode that great well, in some ways we're also the last folks to really get the good bit of the florida prepaid scholarship fund type of stuff that our yeah. grandparents could kick into and then uh is that not? Oh, it is. Anymore? It's just not worth anything anymore because the. What do you well, mean? The, uh, let's say you you put some money into it in uh, I don't know two thousand. You know, the, none of that stuff has grown. All of that stuff has crashed. Hmm. Well, they don't have the same deal where you put the right money in and your tuition is is done. I mean, what, what did they privatize it? And now it's in a flipping, uh, you know, hedge fund or something. And if it, the market doesn't go up, you don't get your kid doesn't go to Matt, college. It was always in a did hedge fund. Yeah, no, no, it, it wasn't in a hedge no, fund. No, it wasn't. Well, maybe hedge fund's no, the wrong term. That's not I'm the not right a, terminology. I'm not an economist, but, but it was it was an uh, investment. They took that money and they invested it. And so if the market's yes, not going but, but up no, no, in general, no, no, no. then your no, tuition but that was is not, not how the program paid. was. That's that's no, that's not how the program. That was that was not the deal. The deal was regardless of the markets, if you in if you pay the you know X number of dollars per year from this period to this period, your kid has his his or her college paid for, 
out of Florida, you know, public school, no matter what it costs. It, it was full stop. It it wasn't. It had nothing to do with the market. It wasn't contingent on market forces. That was the whole All right, idea. Then that's exactly why that, they're out of money was a, at this point. It was, a, it was a, okay. So that's what you're saying. They're they're out of money. Well, I can't say that surprises me, but uh, bummer. I guess it made sense uh, during the dot com boom. Uh, you're, you're stretching a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We're, we're talking out of our uh, we're talking out of our area of expertise. Yeah, we are. We are both um, out of our elements at this point. So where yeah. where should we take it next? Uh, we're we're getting a little long. The point is, we're, the point we're is a little long. Yeah. Do we need to wrap this up? What do we do? Are we? Huh. Hmm. We're at uh, what minute minute uh, minute forty six. Yeah, I've got minute forty six. Oh, I don't know. Hang on, hang on. Let me check my cards. I got um, Jody personal trainer, Jody five by five job search related tabs, tinfoil hat. Uh, I got one called Aaron. One called oh, I'm not even gonna read that. These um, are all good topics. Hmm. I'm not gonna talk you out of any of them, really. Hmm. I, I will. Okay. All right. I'm gonna steer. I'm gonna steer you one way. I'm gonna. I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna okay. blindside you. Uh, about about our title. About our working title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have that on uh, so uh, at least we're at least we're trying, right? At least you are trying. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not. At even least trying. you're trying. My uh, problem with this was. Was uh, the difference between your and your apostrophe not apostrophe? Uh, I I thought hmm. I thought this was well, not. I, well, a, but, it didn't it didn't bode well for the noisy bar test. I feel like that's a that's a great thing for a title or a name of anything. If you can't tell somebody what it is in a noisy bar, then it's not a good title. Okay, okay, but uh, let me let me. Take it and flip that. Uh, okay, so you shout the title to me in a noisy bar. At least you're trying, and I'm not sure which one it is. If I get, if I get three of those four words, I'm pretty sure I can stitch the rest together. And if I if I write down if I write down on the back of my my uh, you know beer soaked matchbook, at least <laughs> your you are trying uh when i look at it later i'm gonna realize that that makes no sense at least your trying makes no sense it has to be the 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 uh you know y-o-u apostrophe r-e it has to be the contraction i'm still worried this is forcing us into being grammar nazis Mm, i i disagree i don't think it's a problem i think it's a problem that solves itself is what i mean so okay here's what i mean the people who can't figure out from their 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 miller light soaked uh beer mats that what they wrote down is supposed to be at least your as in possessive uh contraction trying we you know we don't really need them as listeners we are very sorry to lose them as listeners Mm, i'm sorry guys goodbye we never knew ye and no they never knew us either. Let's be honest. Fair enough. All right. So that was my derail. Do Do you have a derail for the end of this? Uh, whatever this episode we're calling it. Um. Hmm. I have I have varied so, and numerous uh, geeky, really geeky topics. Uh, 
I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know yeah, how many of those are gonna play. Okay. One last last topic. All right. We'll we'll write your various and numerous geeky topics on cards and um, tie them to balloons, and I'm sure they'll find their way to my house. But let's wrap it up with this. We need a uh, 50 by 50 graphic. Do you know this? This is 50 pixels by 50 pixels graphic for the I. This is the for the information, information tunes, tunes. Uh, okay. store. I think we should start thinking about this okay. now. Okay. Uh, we can we can do this. Um, I, I'm not much of a designer. Um, I I am familiar with various resolutions and and vectorizations. Mm-hmm. And what and what have you? Well, as I see it, that's that's only twenty five hundred pixels, right? Uh, so no, you can't. Um, you want to take twelve fifty, and I'll take twelve fifty. Yeah, let's do that. We'll we'll do it. We'll do a. Uh, okay. You know, we'll alternate, and then uh, we'll superimpose one on the other, and I'm sure it'll it'll come out mm-hmm. wonderful. That's what you call the uh, the that's, double ender, right? That is exactly what I mean by the double ender. We're gonna end up with a with a killer icon that hmm. way. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, um, I just to give you an idea what I'm going to be working with for my 1250, I was thinking something of a, um, you know, because it's called, at least for now, it's called, at least you're trying. Um, I thought that my pixels would all be, um, you know, uh, bright but not brilliant. What do you think? Spoken like an educator. I think we should All close right. on that. Well, uh, it's been real. All right. All right. Drop Good the talk mic. to See you. Ya.